Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only. And I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com. And if you want to join, all you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written, published article, Who Is at the Helm, from 1965. It's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump. Much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar. And you get a better buzz with the Savage Premium. So go to go to glow.fm slash Savage Premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. Welcome to the Savage Nation podcast. I sent out an email to the core audience of the Savage Nation, which consists of the people who have paid or subscribed to my special podcast. They get the regular podcast without ads and then special material. So this is, I would say, my core list of people who love Michael. And I asked them, what would you like to hear Michael do a podcast on? Which subject and which topic? And some of the responses are worthy of note, which is why I'm going to do this podcast today, which is entitled, basically, You Talk listeners talk and it's not political in many ways or maybe it is maybe it's very political when you hear some of the topics i'll do it randomly i'm going to leave out the people's names because i don't know that they want their names known i may just use their initials or i may say a first name and i will begin with a lengthy one from a man named mj calling for podcast topics and mj says here is a list of topics i want to hear 
One, closet conservatives in leftist Democrat areas. Well, I'm a conservative in a leftist area, but I'm not a closet one. Trust me on that. The mainstream media's nonstop fear-mongering about the drought in the West even after heavy rainfall. See, the statements themselves are saying what he wants to say, and they're very well said. They won't stop talking about the drought. We've had heavy rainfalls. In fact, morons in the suburbs are still having signs, save water, drought, as they walk around in rain boots. Three, the powerful LGBTQIA plus lobby and their extremely hostile attitude towards Christianity while conveniently ignoring the much worse Muslim homophobia. Again, it says it all. Four, Fox News is no longer on our side, assuming they ever were. 100% true. It's well known that the Murdoch who now runs it under the father Rupert is extremely liberal. In fact, Lachlan lives in Australia. He doesn't even live in America. And I believe that some of the hosts are conservative, but they've been muted. They will never, ever step out of line against their boss. They'll get fired. It's that simple. Everyone answers to somebody except me. I answer to God. Five, the decline of atheism and the growth of Christianity around the world, even in strongly religious countries like China. Yeah, you should say also everywhere except in America, where God is dead, by the way. And they're throwing Christians to the lions, I may add. Yeah, I thought about that. Christians to the lions, the Romans to that. Well, when you look at what's going on in the media, where white people have been basically removed from all ads on cable, actually it's frightening to see. There's almost no whites. They play secondary, tertiary roles, if at all. They make fake stories up in the ad agencies. That is a form of throwing white Christians to the lions, by the way. Six, all internet search engines are rigged to only show you the most hip, trendy, politically charged results that meet the social norms in our society nowadays. A far-left news website wrote an article saying white people deserve to feel bad. They can go to hell. Eight, the leftists are still completely obsessed with BLM racism and the January 6th, quote, insurrection. That's because they're psychotic anti-Americans. Nine, abortion and radical feminist violence against pro-lifers. That's a given. They're terrorists. They are the domestic terrorists. Ten, the radical Marxist virus authoritarian Alameda County Supervisor Wilma Chan was hit by a car and killed, but the mainstream media is not saying anything about who was driving the car or whether it was an accident versus intentional. The fact that they're not even saying it was a racist murder by a straight, cis, white male, Trump-supporting white supremacist Christian homophobe opposed to COVID restrictions, unquote, strongly implies. I don't know who wrote this, but this guy is smart. Eleven, Michael, is saturated fat actually bad for you? even if the food product has no cholesterol. 12, cities and counties in the North Korea of the Western Hemisphere laid by, led by Adolf Newsom, AKA California, that are standing up to the totalitarian regime that runs this state and defying them. 13, the new recall efforts against Chesa Boudin and George Gascon. By the way, those are two of the most dangerous district attorneys in the world that the world has ever seen. They're the reason for the crime surges in San Francisco and Los Angeles. He says the mainstream media won't talk about it, but there's a revolution going on in California. Even though the recall effort against Newsom failed, still set off a movement, and there are now recall initiatives of all sizes popping up all across the state, with both Republicans and Democrats alike standing up against the leaders and their incompetence. 14, is nuclear energy go to bad? Disasters such as Chernobyl and Fukushima have happened, but France relies 70% on nuclear power plants, and it has a much lower carbon footprint than the fossil fuel-dependent USA, even neighboring Germany, which relies more on wind power, and Spain, which has more solar panel farms. Just as a side note, I'm 100% in favor of nuclear energy. I have been for many, many years. 15. Talk about rival conservative commentators such as, and he names them, I will not name them. I don't consider them my rivals to each his own. I wish them all well, except the bastards who have conspired against me. 16, in my local area, virtually all of the people most breathlessly pushing the radical woke SJW cultural Marxist agendas such as CRT, BLM, LGBTQ, blah, 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 abortion, socialism, free health care, Free education, feminism, hatred of Christianity despite support of first Islamic extremism, virus totalitarianism, UBI, illegal immigration, drug legislation, drug legalization, 
climate change, worship of Biden-Harris, and violence against Trump supporters. Most of them are wealthy, straight, cis white people, older than 50, who never grew up and still have the mindset of college snowflakes. The man writes, I'm a 25-year-old Hispanic, first-generation American son of immigrants, and my whole family, as well as most of my non-white friends, including those who are registered Democrats, are tired of the old white communists nagging us about how to think. I have a gay friend who respects Christianity and doesn't buy into the LGBTQIA agenda or Pride Month. Likewise, most members of my local Students for Life chapter are female, and I have black friends who spoke out against the BLM riots and are tired of hearing about racism 24-7. I've noticed that the poor oppressed minorities tend to be much less obsessed with woke politics than the evil straight white cis people. This guy is a great writer and very smart. 17, he wants me to talk about violence against Christians and Jews being committed by Muslims and atheists that the mainstream media won't talk about. The 2021 Olympics and how they went woke. 19, the glorification of casual sex and promiscuity in our society, especially among young women. This goes right along with the LGBTQIA agenda as part of the same attack on the family. Republican strongholds in blue states, for example, parts of upstate New York, central Pennsylvania, the eastern deserts of Oregon, and much of interior California, and Democrat strongholds in red states, for example, the cities of Austin, St. Louis, Atlanta, and Miami. Same Democrats who don't buy into the woke agenda and are still true liberals who actually care about liberty. The times I've attended protests against virus totalitarianism, I've seen people there who drive cars with every leftist sticker in the book, but are tired of being controlled just like we are. Similarly, he writes, these people down the street from me are outspoken Trump haters, but they still respect anyone who supports Trump and they don't seem to care about the virus crap anymore. I'm witnessing more and more people on the left just doing what most people would normally do and expressing frustration with the supreme leaders trying to coerce us into viewing other people as deadly bags of germs. There are also some Democrats in my local Students for Life chapter who agree. Number 22, talk about conservatives, libertarians, or other right-leaning people who are either non-straight or non-religious. And he names several of them. And, uh, and it says this goes against the grain or the idea that everyone on the right is a homophobic fundamentalist Puritan. Czech President Milo Zeman is a huge Trump supporter and ally who has consistently taken a hard stance against globalism and Islamic migration, despite being an atheist. And then he names the most popular and well-known gay conservative commentator. So that is this gentleman's, MJ, his idea for podcast topics for me to do. And by the way, he did a very good job. He'd be a great show prep guy. Sip of coffee. Mm. Oh, that's delicious. I needed that today. So now let's go down the list. That's 10 minutes already of one man's email of podcast topics that my core audience of followers or listeners or friends, I'd rather call them friends, would like to see me talking about uh, on future podcasts, right? Now let's go to some of the others. And I, I'm going to just jump around. I, maybe I should go back to the beginning of them because there's so many of them. It's hard to know where to begin. I will be right back with more of your emails and what listeners want to hear right after this quick break. Michael Savage, a host like no other. We are back with more of your listener emails. Here's one. I think a show featuring Mike and his son, Russ, talking old Savage family stories would be amazing. He says, topic, George Soros, a history of this evil, vile Untermensch, says Vince. Okay. Uh, you just said it all. How did this evil, vile Untermensch become an evil, vile Untermensch? A man who escaped the Holocaust and was saved by Americans. I'll kind of never understand, except he's a mentally ill, psychotic who should have been deported before he was allowed into the country. Other than that, no comment on Soros and Son. The history of the slave trade and who was behind it and what nations other than the United States benefited. Oh, that's a great topic. What will it take to break up modern-day monopolies and rob a barons? What lessons from the past can be applied to today in this fight? The constant corruption of politicians in any era compare and contrast ancient Rome, Byzantium, etc., 
to America through the last 200 years. This is from DS. And then he continues, I really like the old show tapes, especially the show concerning Barbara Boxer and the very likely election fraud she and her minions committed. Those old tapes prove the saying, nothing new under the sun. I really enjoy the podcast and all the perks of joining your club. Every time I listen, is like being a part of an all-encompassing lecture where the professor is extremely knowledgeable but continues to expand his mind and those who attend. I find myself constantly exploring more and more topics and diving deeper into the history. Thanks, Michael Savage, for giving it your all. Thank you, DS. I appreciate it. Listeners like you that keep me going, by the way. Mike interview an MMA fighter, says another responding. VG says, I remember hearing a segment where he outlined the vitamins he took based on what Linus Pauling recommended. I read the book How to Live Longer and Feel Better, and it changed my daily routine with regards to taking vitamins. I've been taking said vitamins for two years and have not missed a single day. My recent annual exam, my doctor said I had the best blood work he has ever seen. And now I realize diet is also a factor, but I would give large credit to the vitamins I am taking. Michael should have more podcasts regarding the mega dosing of vitamins that he takes and recommends. I agree. I will do that one day. I like that one. Uh, Let's see the next one. This is about copyrights. Another one says I should talk about canis lupus. All right, Steve, I will do that one day. Here is another one. It comes from spam, whatever. Michael, I was involved in politics very seriously for over 20 years before retirement. The big split in the Republican Party is between the moderates and the pro-lifers. By moderate, we only mean one distinction. We are pro-life. We are just as conservative as anyone. The names and designations get in the way. In order not to offend the pro-lifers, we call ourselves moderates. But this is only a way of describing the pro-choice group. You wonder why the Republican Party is so split and cannot accomplish anything. It is the gap, he says, between the moderates and the Neanderthals, reference the pro-lifers. The moderates are almost all younger, below 30 years old and less than 40. There are a few older people who are very pro-choice and have been around for many years and know the ins and outs of the politics. It takes 30 or 40 years to really understand what is going on. He continues, anyway, the split between the moderates and the pro-lifers is the problem in the Republican Party. This is a classic wedge issue that prevents the Republican Party from moving forward. The moderates hold firm to their pro-choice platform just as firmly as the pro-choice group, but the pro-choicers are so loud with God on their side that moderates tend to be quiet in order not to be offensive. Thanks, says Jerry. I I will not give out his last name. It's a very interesting insight, right? Eleanor writes, Dear Michael, thanks for asking. I love hearing about your childhood in the Bronx your family life, a piece of NYC history. I would also like to hear about how Judaism has played a role in your life. A lot of people love my family stories, but frankly, there are none left. I mean, I only had one childhood, and I think I've told it all over 25 years and written about it in my books. Mainly, A Savage Life is my best. Here's another one. D writes, I believe the mandate for vaccines is the most dangerous thing we're facing today. The vaccine that didn't work for long killed between 15,000 and 17,000 who took the jab, and it's now mandatory. The increase in hospitalizations around the country and the world that are allegedly not COVID-related, but seem to indicate heart attacks, blood clots, and other adverse events that were associated with both COVID and the jab. Many are happening over a month or months after the jab. And he writes, Alex Berenson is really onto something. I I interviewed Berenson a while ago. And um, he's a great guy, very smart. Kyle writes, educational reform, history textbooks, seven of the 12 curriculum for American studies, American government, and American arts, paintings, novels, music, and architecture. Hmm, that's an interesting one. Interesting. Socialism, the atheistic religion of the left, millennials and beyond, the terrifying reality of generations without principles, and the gloomy future they bring for America. COVID-19 and Obamacare, how mandates and universal health care are a means to control the American people. See, these statements say it all. Next comes from an individual who, again, will remain anonymous, says, talk about, Michael, talk about race and IQ. The most important issue that everybody pretends doesn't exist and is the primary reason for every disparity, quote, between the races. 
instead of acknowledging scientific fact, they blame systemic racism, unconscious bias, bad schools, lack of government programs, etc., etc., and make decisions based on false narratives. The fact of the matter is there is definitely a relationship between race and IQ, in my opinion. There was not only the bell curve written by a man who was thrown out of academia, but a very famous Nobel Prize laureate was thrown out of the Woods Hole Biological Research Center because he wrote one article. I think this was 25 years ago, long before this whole stuff started. His name was Mr. Watson of the famed Watson and Crick team that deciphered the DNA, the code of DNA, back in the 1950s. He was one of my great heroes, one of the great geniuses of our time. But he wrote about race and IQ, and for that, he was rewarded by being thrown out of the Woods Hole Biological Research Institute. They destroyed him over that. So I guess there's certain topics you can't talk about. That's one of them. Fred says, talk more about history. Kenny writes, Dr. Savage, any podcast exposing the Democrats' lie to keep power is great. Your cooking dinner videos on Twitter are great entertainment mixed with the topic of the day. The culinary explanation of why you cook your dinner is great for me who doesn't know how to cook. Thank you, says Kenny. All right, well, I enjoy them. It's like having dinner with a lot of people. Then we move on to Marco. He says, Marco says, I have a six-year-old and another child due next month. Besides traditional lessons, I need to teach them what happens after a socialist country collapses so that they have a chance. You always say that those that don't know history are doomed to repeat it. So what are the best recent examples in history where borders, language, and culture overcame the dark forces of globalism and socialism? How did it happen in Vietnam, Cambodia? How did they overcome such brutal conditions? Where else, he asks. Eastern European countries, maybe, somewhere in Asia, maybe. That's a great topic, Marco. Very, very great topic. Linda writes, I would love a current day stream of consciousness political zoo. Oh, would that be fun? Everyone loved my book, The Political Zoo. I'd like to do a new one. I have a, you know what I should do? I should read from The Political Zoo what I wrote about Nancy Pelosi when it was published 20 years ago. Isn't that something? If I have a copy, maybe I'll conclude this podcast by reading from the political zoo james writes michael i love it when you do stream of conscious word association type shows i really enjoy your comments on pop culture and how it changes over time things like movie posters or music thanks me too i'd like to do a whole thing on movies chris says i would love more fun savage topics like when you read your entire book like when you read your entire boat survey on the radio. <laughs> that was funny. We need some light topics and humor and more about Michael Savage, says Chris. That's beautiful. See, these are my core, or this is my core audience, not the, the garbage that, that, that puts stuff on Twitter and Facebook, the lowlifes of the world, the toilet bowl of Twitter, the sewer of Facebook where submorons can say anything they want. You see, I t truly believe that anonymity should be eliminated on social media. I know that goes against the grain of many of you, but it would stop a lot of this. In the old days, you know, there was a thing called letters to the editor. You had to put in your name and actually where you lived for the editors to even look at it. Otherwise, they figured you could write any crap you wanted, and they were right. Now we have any crap that they want to write, the vermin on social media. Tim writes, I'd like to hear a podcast on the Samoan plant equivalent to Advil. Is this really a new discovery? Why now does it really matter? That's an interesting one. Harold says, I'd like you to talk about music you like and why. Stories from your travels abroad. You're such a good storyteller. We need, we need feel-good stories during this difficult time. What did your family do when things were tough in Brooklyn? I'll answer that right away, Harold. First of all, I grew up in the Bronx. And what they did when things were tough is fight with each other. They'd argue day and night. There was no magic bullet. All they did was scream at each other. So, sorry, Harold. I'm sorry to puncture your dream. They did nothing but scream at each other. It was horrible. That's why I went into talk radio. <laughs> That's terrible, Harold. Sorry. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. And here we are back with more of your listener emails. Fran writes... First, 
I want to say I feel a close bond with you because you're a Trump supporter. It's the reason I'm a premium member. As intelligent as thought-provoking as some of the other podcasters are, if they allow guests to denigrate Trump, I would never join their club. You're a beacon of light for conservative thinkers. I live in Lake Oswego, a suburb of Portland, Oregon. My daughter, a Stanford grad, and her family live in Portland. I have two beautiful, very young grandchildren, so I would never let leave here or separate from them, even though their politics are left-leaning. She is being introduced to more conservative thoughts since going to work in the Bitcoin industry. She was always very intelligent, but I find her now more narrow-minded, lacking critical thinking skills. Fran goes on to say, your references to history and how it relates to today's problems really help to recognize past mistakes and show how we were able to overcome. That's the topic I would like to suggest more of. My daughter's godfather, Ted, who lived to be 99 years old, died in 2015. He was a historian, Shakespearean scholar, and attorney. I miss him so much. He would go on and on about every phase of history. I bought the book Pax Romana, which you recommended. I didn't realize that history was so well recorded as far back as it is in this book. Ted would have appreciated your intellect. Keep up the good work. Your inspiration writes Fran. Fran. Thank you so much, Fran. You're the kind of listener, as well as the others, that keep me going, honest to God. Carmen writes, I would like to hear more health, wellness, and cooking recipes. Brett says cooking. Kevin says health. I have two young children, three years old and six months. Would love to hear about boosting child immune systems, and should kids be getting the flu vaccine? My wife and I have different opinions. Please help with this one. Thank you for the email, and I love your show. By the way, our carpool with liberals, and since we drive my car, they have no choice but to pay attention and learn something to your podcast. Please never stop. Thanks for what you do, Kevin. Kevin, thank you very much. That's very nice. D writes, how about talking about the purchase of the news media in the, quote, infrastructure bill to the tune of $2.3 billion? Yeah, that was horrible. Hmm. That's buying the media. The Democrats just bought the media government media complex i talked about it in 1999 there is no real free media in this country not in the newspapers or the tv anymore christopher says talk about boats birds history of the presidio an account that is getting attention because nancy pelosi is earmarking funds for the presidio and if that act is in good faith or a political stunt i could do a whole show on what went on at the presidio and what happened when biden won where he first fired me and then he fired every other republican appointee except one who then gave a lot of money to the Democrats as well. In a nutshell, you have to hear about this Presidio story in a nutshell. Inside the Presidio, there is a heritage museum. When I was first appointed by Trump, I did a tour with the liberal staff, and I noted that the exhibit was old, it was antiquated, there was very little in there, but there were major exhibits on the internment of the Japanese during World War II, and I said, how long has that exhibit been here? They said four years. It's supposed to have left last summer. I said, well, I don't think that the Japanese internment typifies the U.S. military. Uh, how about talking about some of the great things the U.S. military did, such as, and I named it, you know, the um, liberation of Europe, the liberation of Asia by our men. And then if you want an exhibit of atrocities, why don't you talk about the Bataan Death March and show what was done to our boys and to the Australians and others captured by the Japanese. I don't think it went over very well. Well, as time went on, I raised a couple of million dollars that was earmarked for this museum, by the way. And then along came Biden, Harris. They fired me. And they had this filthy magazine write a hit piece on me that was completely false, a completely invented bullcrap article that had nothing to do with it because they then fired everyone that Trump appointed. And now, of course, Pelosi has earmarked $200 million to further turn this national treasure, the Presidio. And mark this down, folks, if you're listening to this. I told him we should rename the cemetery there the Arlington of the West. That's what should be done immediately, the Arlington of the West. But what Pelosi and company want to do is the opposite. They want to denude the presidio of all relationships, past and present, with the great U.S. military. Going on, we go to calling for podcasts. Randy writes, what is the ideal government? That's a long one. Plato tried it. Howard says, talk about comedy, history, news of the day. 
at work have told some of the jokes I've heard on the Savage Nation. And they were in stitches. Nothing like good, clean fun. They were funny. They were funny, the old jokes, right? A piano studio writes, thank you, Dr. Savage. Can you talk about you and classical music? Compare pop music to classical or jazz? Fall of the Roman Empire, vaccines and freedom. Great topics. Great topics. Ted says, could you please talk about the power of fasting, please? And he talks about a Netflix documentary called The Science of Fasting that is very eye-opening. It is incredible, well-documented. And he says, the, the physical benefits of fasting are great. We still have to consider the potential spiritual benefits. Considering what the Bible teaches us about fasting, this holds a key to knowing at least in part what we need to do as a nation to begin our own healing process. Like that would ever happen, right? He says, I have my own amazing story, he says, while on a spiritual fast that I would like to share as well as if anyone is interested. It is undoubtedly verifiable and has left the few people I've shared it with having dumbfounded look on their faces. It'd mean the world to me to discuss this topic with Dr. Savage, says Ted. I don't know much about fasting and I know it works and I know a lot of people did it even in my, my day as a kid. There was a guy in Brooklyn, I think Vince the Barber, who was a faster. The problem was he had a halitosis on him that you could die from. You risked vomiting as he was trimming your hair. I mean, he would, he would fast sometimes for three days. And as a result of ketosis, uh, he'd give off a smell out of him. It beat one arm Frank with the muffler story. So, I mean, I'm not saying that fasting is bad, but you should lock yourself in a, in a room. In a room where you, I had a doctor friend that would fast. He also had ketosis that you could die from. And that's good. You're burning out the toxins and the fats. I get that. So I don't know much about fasting. I can't do it. I suffer from low blood sugar. And uh, when I uh, did it a few times, I get so lightheaded, I can't do it. I get dizzy. Maybe that's what you're supposed to get is dizzy. Greg says, I love hearing the history of his childhood. Any subject is wonderful as long as Savage is on the mic. Well, that's up to God, Greg. Thank you very much. <coughs> Shelley writes, illegal VAC 666 mandates, the number one issue in America. Tens of thousands losing their jobs because they say no to the snake bite. Right, that's a big topic, by the way. Eli writes, how about the hypocrisy of Apple and Tim Cook preaching equity, wokeness, environment, and LGBTQ rights? while exclusively doing business with the repressive regime of communist China. By the way, listening to your classic savage bits from the 90s and early 2000s is so good. Those were the days, my friend. That's a good one, Eli. Let's see, where are we at now? This came in at two in the morning from Noreen. Chips, do they really rule? Why are companies chipping employees? Would you put one in your body? Update on terror training camps in America. I think the American people are numb. That's a nice one. Two in the morning. Four in the morning, I got this one. I always like personal stories about Michael Savage and his past. I want to hear about New York when he was a kid. I want to hear about family stories, raising his own kids. I want to hear early history, personal history. That's what I like. I like personal stuff from Michael Savage. I like it when he does a podcast and he's cooking and talking. I like it when he talks about early jobs and education. Animals, diet, personal adventures, characters from his past. That's such good stuff, Shepard. I don't have many new stories that come to my mind. I think I've told them all. That's the sad truth. Gina says politics. I really miss Michael's views and comments and his knowledge. Well, we get it on the you get it on the podcast. Another person wants supplements, vitamins, minerals, nutrition. We'll be right back. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Welcome back to the Savage Nation podcast. I found a few more listener emails where I said, what would you like to hear Michael do a podcast on? And here are a few of them. This comes from Marco. Marco says, Michael, why did California go from being a red state where a Republican couldn't hardly lose from 1899 to 1959 when it was called the California dream to being what it is today. How did the communists flip California to blue? It's a simple answer. They imported as many illegal aliens as they could. They tricked the vote, but mainly it's the Service Employees International Union, SEIU, uh, the importation of so many millions of illegal aliens into the state who vote and they all vote, machine vote, with a D. It's that simple. There's nothing more to it than that. 
machine vote D. That's how they did it. They steal the elections over and over and over again. Ramsey says, talk about Cloward and Piven. Mr. Ayad, I did so in previous books. That's exactly what is going on. Florida Bird says, I've listened on the radio and read your book so many years now. My husband and I love you, Dr. Savage. I'm from the Bay Area, originally born and raised, but now reside in Florida. I love the exclusive subscription as well as the podcasts, which I listen to through Spotify while working on our homestead and working around the house. Any topic is good for me, but it would be fun to hear stories of life in SF and how it has changed. My family was in the shrimping and bait shop business during the years 69 to 81 in Vallejo. We would shrimp out there in the bay and even down by Stinky Milpitas. I actually worked in a plastic bag factory in Emeryville in the late 80s, so it would be fun to hear any stories from your time in the Bay Area. Thanks for asking, Florida Bird. Well, uh, that's a long story of what happened to this place. Thank God you got out of here. That's all, that's all I can say. Okay. Here's another one from a millennial. Mark says, hello, I hope you get this because I'm a millennial follower of Savage Exclusive and have appreciated your work since early high school. Here are three that come to my mind, ordered most to least of interest to me. First, why do you think so many parents, particularly mothers of those current millennials and Generation Z, intend to keep their progeny in a state of perpetual dependency, even throughout adulthood? I'm not assuming this. I know this because I've associated with countless and too many have specifically stated this to me as well. Thirdly, I came across your novels and have come to love them, too. I'd wonder if you'll ever share any comments on my personal favorite, though, Vital Signs. Thank you very, thank you for your time, and I wish you well in all that you do. I don't have an answer of why mothers of the current millennials and Generation Z keep their progeny in a state of perpetual dependency. I don't know. I didn't know that that was the reason, honest to God. So I don't, I don't have an answer. You know, I can just shoot one off, but it may be wrong. So <laughs> why, why do that? Finally today, I'd like to conclude with a very long email from A. Lowell. It's a very interesting one to show you the depth of the listeners that I have to my podcast and especially to my subscription list. Listen to this very carefully. It comes from A. Lowell. Dr. Savage, love your show. I'm a first-time caller, long-term listener. Ideas. One, a show on the brevity of life, being in the spectacular now, quotes from ancient philosophers that callers can respond to, Greek, Roman, Macedonian, Babylonian, Chinese. Two, a show about time, time travel, how we travel through time, past, present, future, all at once. We like how you tell stories from your childhood. How there is nothing new under the sun. Cycles of time. Are we at the end of the American empire? Evidenced by Biden bringing in Afghans. The illiteracy rate in Afghanistan is 50% according to the UN. How will these people fit in? Three, a show about the best and worst moment each caller had and why. A show about art, music, paintings. A caller's favorite piece of art and why. The meaning explained. Five, you could do a show on the great museums of the world. You could do a whole show on the British Museum or the American National Archives. Six, a show on war, the French Revolution, the American Revolution, how each person is on a war between internal good and evil, God and the devil. You could ask callers, why does evil exist and how did good overcome evil in their life? That's a nice one. Seven, A show about the immensity of space, the planets, how big the galaxy is. You could have a show about do we see a good or a bad future for for mankind. Is there a kid somewhere out there that might solve world hunger? Eight, you could do a show about water. Carry the water, go into the water. Water is life, water of life. We are mainly water, the great oceans, Moby Dick, a book discussion. Are we Ahab? Never define the whale. We chase our whole lives. The Leviathan. We come from the water. We go back to the water. DNA. How much water is in the cells? Life and death is the water. Guinness. I guess this guy is really doing a free association. Nine. You could do a show on how is the sun even on fire? We love when you talk about God. 
we love stories about Mama Savage. I want to pause here. There's a lot of we in here. It comes from a Lowell, but it keeps saying we. Hmm, I wonder who we is. We love stories about Mama Savage. Eleven, you could do a whole show on Beethoven, his music, and his life failing, his deafness, and his great compositions. Maybe everything is music. The flowers. You could do a show on consciousness, thoughts. We are not our thoughts. You could do a show on love. Twelve, the stories of Eva, Luna, Isabel, Allende. Thirteen, you could do a show on Joseph Conrad's book, The Heart of Darkness. Cambodia, you mentioned the Khmer Rouge show you did was great. Fourteen, a painting, the canvas, brush strokes, the oils, Van Gogh. He goes on to say, I bicycled three times in the south of France, Bordeaux, to the Alpes de Huey. I went on a bicycle tour, 14 days camping in small campgrounds with French families way out in the country. Route notes, mainly Australian keen cyclists on the tour, go your own pace. Most fun I ever had till my crash years later. You could do a show on Tour de France 2021. The riders, how Lance went down years ago. Doping, crime doesn't pay. Maybe life is a bicycle ride. It was awesome. There are many bicycle tour companies, but with this one, I got a non-American perspective from the Aussies riding in the south of France with me. Small towns, empty streets, no children, so sad way out in the middle of nowhere. Saint-Emilion riding through wine fields right up to a chateau, right up to chateau doors to buy wine directly from the vineyard owner. It was magnificent. I went 20 years ago. My mother is 93, so I'll get back there someday. Maybe his mother's in France. Someday, Rocamadour, La Sioux. It's closed now to protect the ancient rock drawings, 20,000 years old. And these are in caps. Paris is very accessible on a bicycle. People don't even see you as a tourist when you ride alone. Your show saved me many times. You could do a show on love, a show on poetry, great poems on any subject you and the callers could read. You're the best, Dr. Savage. You're an inspiration, a light in the harbor. We love your boat stories. Why are the oceans salty? The moon and the waves, the tides. Too much sand on the beach. God only knows. The beach boys. We see so little of the light spectrum, like a glass darkly. The spectacular now. Best wishes, Lowell. I'm going to end with this one because it's an odd and very interesting free associational letter. And I don't know where it came from. It came from a Lowell. But when I see we, and I see so much about, talk about time and time travel, and how we travel through time, past, present, future, all at once, I start to wonder, are you wondering? Because I'm wondering, and I'm wondering, and I'm Michael Savage. And today, you've heard listeners talk. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. And here are a few other really good ideas from listeners on the uh, podcast topics that they would like to hear. Let's start with someone who wants a little fun one. Frederick says, a replay of the Graham Hancock series. I've been wanting to ask you that. Even make it available in CD. Those CDs are fast becoming outdated. Those were some of my favorite shows. Frederick says, I've been a fan since the late 90s. Thanks, Frederick. But um, this is Graham Hancock here. We're outside the, yeah, I got to find those. Those would be fun. Thanks, uh, (laughs) Frederick. I'll try to find a bunch of them and put them out for my special listeners. Only Kyle says, give us a podcast on weak and unaware America's uninterest in freedom. Those would be generations X and Z. No, they're born slaves. They're born slaves. And he said, how about uh, doing a podcast on educational reform, history textbooks, seven through 12 curriculum for American studies, American government and American arts, paintings, novels, music and architecture. Do they still teach that or is it always uh, about LGBTQ, LSMFT, and how bad America is and how oppressed minorities are and how evil the white man is. Isn't that educational reform today under the scum that's running America's educational establishment? It's frightening what's going on. Let us see the next one. Again, Kyle says Marx, Engels, and Darwin. Well, that's a, <laughs> that's a short podcast, isn't it? Marx, Engels, and Darwin. Well, I, I don't think I'm going to do that one. That's for a history lesson. Let us see now. Here's someone who wants to sponsor the podcast. Let me read this to you. 
It's from a Steve. I want to sponsor the podcast. Here is my idea. Hi, Michael. We were acquainted in the early days of the Paul Revere Society in Marin. Those were very exciting times. Our PRS conservative event at the Marin Civic Center with guests like Ann Coulter is a very fond memory. Well, people don't even know I did those. I also had the honor of escorting you and Mrs. Savage in the Twin Cities 4th of July parade in 1996. You rode in a beautiful Cadillac convertible, and I walked along with the car, and we all waved to the crowd. Later that day, I sat in your patio with other guests, talking about politics and the world with Snowy asleep in my lap. She was such a sweet dog. Wow. When Russ ran for the state assembly in 1996, I worked in the campaign office in Sausalito and accompanied him on several speaking engagements for security at the shoot video. I see that Russ has done very well in business. You must be very proud. I now live in Boise, Idaho with my family. When we arrived in Idaho, I was shocked to see how badly progressive liberals had infested the state and local politics. I tell people I am an economic, political, and social refugee from the once great state of California, and Idaho conservatives are very glad to have me here. He says, Boise is as blue as Berkeley, and our mayor would like to remake us into the next Portland. Not on my watch. And he goes on to tell more about what he believes in, you know, low taxes, small governments. He said, I would like your blessings to start a new chapter of the Paul Revere Society, here in Boise and the greater Treasure Valley. Conservatives in Idaho still have the numbers to win elections and keep the progressives in check, but we need a much better ground game to get out the vote. Conservatives in Idaho are loud and are not scared of the progressive liberals. We know the left will never shut up or go away. They really do suffer from an acute mental illness, as you have always said. I just want to keep them out of elective office. Whatever the name, I'm going to form a PAC that represents the more important special group of all the taxpaying citizens. I would be honored to continue the legacy of the Paul Revere Society that my friend Michael Savage started so many years ago. With gratitude and warmest regards, I may as well give his name since he's running for office, Steve Madden, ADA County GOP Central Committee, Precinct Committeeman 1919. Steve, I will get back to you on this. Let me think about how I might help you with an attempt to save your state from the vermin. This comes from an individual who wants me to talk about mental health and vitamin information. That's a good one. Well, I can say quickly on that is make sure you're getting sufficient niacin, niacin, niacin. Make certain that you read Dr. Abraham Hoffer on schizophrenia and uh, various vitamins. He treated many patients. He's a wonderful, wonderful resource. Abraham Hoffer, H-O-F-F-E-R. And uh, finally, today, on my call for uh, podcast topics, the depravity of modern music on today's soul. Shall I go into the concert, so-called? Concert, I love it, concert. When I grew up, the word concert meant uh, a classical concert, people sitting well-dressed and listening to classical music. All right, then I understood a concert could also be a bunch of vermin stoned out of their mind on PCP, uh, moving their bodies in a mosh pit. I understand things change. So then I wake up and I see that people got trampled to death because some piece of crap on the stage, some gutter rat, rap artist, was screaming, you know, to run on the stage, run into the fire, do this, do that. Now he's acting all innocent like he had nothing to do with it. Because he's not a white man, I guarantee you the media has already moved on and moved away from what happened out there. Remember that one already? Stampedes and mass tramplings, Travis Scott concerts known for violence and injuries report show. Oh, that was buried by Wolf Blitzer and company, wasn't it? Now, what if there was stampedes and mass tramplings at a MAGA event where usually not even a scrap of paper is dropped on the ground, huh? Really? Well, let me close with my website this morning. Let's see what's on there. We know that Biden bombed in England. Kamala hasn't stopped talking about hearing the president break wind during a chat in Glasgow. That may be the most honest thing that Biden ever said or ever did, by the way. Black trees matter. This is not made up. No, this is not made up. So-called Vice President Kamala Harris asks NASA in the middle of a lecture if it can track trees by race for environmental justice. All I can say is we better pray for Biden's health, because if you think things are bad now and they are, you have no idea what the Getty family and Nancy Pelosi will do to us if their stooge, Kamala Harris, should inherit the wind. 
Meanwhile, on my website, michaelsavage.com, yes, and I do want you to visit it. We have a video, a terrible one, San Francisco smash and grabs out of control. Soros-funded DA refuses to prosecute right in front of the, uh, the police. They're breaking windows and stealing luggage from uh, travelers into this city. Meanwhile, the U.S. Navy has launched a ship named after gay rights leader Harvey Milk. You know, that should put the fear of God into the Chinese, shouldn't it? A ship named for a gay rights activist. And take a look at the people who are holding up his picture. A replenishment of the oiler, that's even funny unto itself, USNS Harvey Milk, was welcomed into service after a bottle of champagne was smashed on the bow by former Navy officer Paula Amnira, clinical program director for the Johns Hopkins Center for Transgender Health. Can you explain to me how this is compatible with presenting a military that is strong? Can you? Listen to this. Milk's nephew, Stuart Milk, and U.S. Navy Secretary Carlos del Toro, who the hell is he, joined the traditional public ceremony. Del Toro said, the Secretary of the Navy needed to be here today, not just to amend the wrongs of the past. Again, wrongs of the past. What, for winning World War II, you freaking moron, you? But to give inspiration to all of our LGBTQ community leaders who served in the Navy in uniform today and in civilian workforce as well, too, and to tell them that we're committed to them in the future. How about being committed to de- defending America, you piece of crap, you? I'm sick of this. I'm just sick of this. If I were China, I'd just be waiting for the country to collapse on its own without firing a shot. That's all I can say. Shall I go on? I don't know if I can or if I said enough. Well, here's a headline this morning. China triggers Pentagon fears missile targets in desert. Did you hear about that one? While they're naming ships for gay, gay activists? China builds missile targets shaped like U.S. aircraft carrier destroyers in the remote desert. But don't worry about that one. Don't worry about that one because if the, if the aircraft carrier is named for a gay or transgender activist, those Chinese are going to just quake in their boots. You stupid idiots, you. That'll have to do it for me. Tell your friends about this podcast. Share it with others. We need to double our listenership and double our subscriber list by the end of the year. Thank you for listening. I'm Michael Savage. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed and learned something from it. And I want to remind you of something that I think is important for you to know. We have over 280 Savage Nation podcast episodes available to you absolutely free. I'll say that again. You can go back into this vast library of over 280 episodes and listen to any one of them or several of them at your leisure so you never have to be without the Savage Nation. Thank you very much for listening.